One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and woe manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's canal or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. You are listening to the Basic Witches Podcast. My name is Leah Kanauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest, and today we got to talk with Nicole J. Georges. She is a podcast host, she's an author, graphic novelist, and artist. She talks to a lot of psychics on her show, and her story is incredible. You will be hooked. Um, and we had a bunch of psychic moments on this show, so you're going to love that. And if you're in our Patreon, you're going to especially love it because you'll be able to see on video all of the orbs that are surrounding her and floating around her during the whole podcast. So if you want to see that, definitely get into our Patreon coven. Um, it's on Patreon, Basic Witches. You can also go to the link in our bio on Instagram at Basic Witches and join there. And while you're on the interweb, if you'd leave us a five-star iTunes review, we will not put a hex on you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, enjoy getting instinctual with us in this episode with Nicole J. Georges. And we're in. <laughs> hey, Nicole, how are you today? Hello. I'm pretty good. I just had some rage at a cast iron skillet, but I moved mm. through it and I'm Did happy to be here. Did you accidentally touch the handle and it was hot or? That was part, part of it. It did graze my wrist. It just, it wasn't Damn getting it. as hot as I needed it to in time to make tofu scramble before the podcast. Mm. Mm. I had to tell the, the skillet, like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the burners didn't work right. The tofu oh. was too wet. Oh. No. But there's empathy in there (laughs) and self-compassion. I need the skillet. I need the skillet to not, you know, to work with me again. So I just needed Mm. to. Oh, do you you find that? Because I know I'm this way, like the more spiritual I've become, every tiny little thing is like such a lesson. I'm like, well, you know, I needed to learn. It's like a bird (sighs) shit on my car after I got it clean for some reason. No, (laughs) no. Did you learn from that? Oh, it's like anti-perfectionism I could draw it out I learned like (laughs) shit happens Um, literally yes yes you can't plan for everything Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you put in the effort and it doesn't turn out you know all the things what about you Nicole and it's not personal you just can't take it personally it's nature it's not personal that Mm -hmm. that bird just had to do what it had to do Mm -hmm. sure wrong place wrong time (laughs) another one with your skillet is like choosing your battles yeah. 
when you do want to sustain something like you want this working relationship, you do have to choose your battles. And I had to, I had to let go of outcomes. So like in my head, I had been like, I'm going to choose the cast iron today because the bottom's going to get super seared. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to work with this. Sometimes it's hard for me to work with the cast iron, but today we're doing it. We're collabing. And then, um, you know, the, the oven itself worked against it. And then I just had to be like, okay, you know, I need to like just change my idea of like what the outcome was going to be here and just adjust to what's actually happening. Well, and that's what your show is all about. Yeah. Can you tell listeners that just the tagline alone is like pretty wow. Just the, the gist. Yeah. My, yeah. The log line of my life. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess I can say what I know is that you had a dead dad and found out he wasn't dead from a psychic from yes. a palm. yeah can you tell us all about that like start starting with the I don't know whatever wherever it starts <laughs> well so the podcast is called relative fiction and it's a six-part podcast about this story mm-hmm. um it's kind of it was started as an adaptation of my book calling dr laura that i did that was I kind know. of around the same topic but it grew so when i was 22 ish somebody took me to a palm reader for my birthday it was like out of the back of the newspaper it was not a reputable psychic you know it was not somebody like my friends that had an incredible experience with it was someone from the back of the newspaper that had two for one deal and we went to her house and she just within five minutes was like uh, you have a hard time with your mom and you should talk to your dad more often. And I just said, well, I can't talk. That's, that's great. But I can't talk to my dad more often because he's dead. And she said, maybe the man you think is your father is dead, but your real father is very much alive. And that just, it rung a bell in me where even though I had like not questioned a single thing about my upbringing my whole life, after she said that, I was like, he very well could not be dead, I guess. I've always felt adopted. I always felt like there was something people were saying over my head that I couldn't know about. There's really very little information I have about him. Never visited his grave. Like I just- Why did you believe he was dead? Did someone tell you that? Yeah, my mom and my sisters and my whole family, that was the story my whole life was that he was dead. Uh, my mom at some point even like made up some details about his funeral. And, um, wow. you know, like how sad it was. And I just, he just, he, the, the line was he died. He was 33. I was like a year and a half old. He died of colon cancer and it was very sad. But also he was kind of a con man grifter. Mm. So then when I found out that he was alive, it took me a long time to confront my sisters about it. Or not to confront, but just to say like, is this true? It just was too much. It was like and is the, this idea- the same dad to them. They have a different dad. Okay. They're, they're 10 and 12 years older than me. So they were much more like aware when all this mm-hmm. was going on. Um, it took me a long time to ask. And then I finally asked my sister after maybe a, a year and she just broke down and was like, did you all just see an orb? I just saw, an I saw orb. something fly by. Yeah. yeah. Fly by me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's it. not your dad. It's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. But I definitely saw it. And if you're on the Patreon, you you, you saw it. Whoa. Yeah, I've catch that wow. replay. Oof, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So, I've never had so, a cosmic sh- podcast taping. Ah, <laughs> welcome to the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could happen. So your sister kind of just broke down with you. Yeah. And she was like, it's true. Please don't hate me. Uh, you know, mom made us keep the secret. And I just had never even thought about taking it out on my sisters. Cause obviously this was something that was so woven into, you know, mom telling us what they had to do to protect her and the family mm-hmm. and me, um, that they didn't really have a say in it. So wow. I'm really curious what, cause obviously we're not going to tell the whole story here. That's what your show is for, but I'm curious how that affected trust in your life. Gosh, well, I don't know. I mean, it was so, you know, it it affected things a lot of ways. I don't know if it affected trust or not, just because I, I didn't really, I knew I didn't trust my mom for a lot of things as Mm. an adult, but I didn't know like the very fabric, like the very ground I was standing on that I had built like my identity around like you know as a kid as an adult like the stories I had told doctors and friends about that all of that 
was untrustworthy, that my mom was an unreliable narrator in a much bigger way than mm. I ever could have imagined. I don't know if, I mean, I don't, I can't tell if that affected how I trusted other people as much as just growing up the way I did in a house that was very chaotic with this kind of thing all the time, like lying or secrets all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that all affected me as an adult, keeping mm -hmm. secrets from people, not giving people the whole truth, not understanding that it's okay to give people the entire truth. Mm. So when you found this out, did everything kind of make sense in a way where it was like a huge clarity moment? And like, did you meet with the, with the dad after this? What was the process of that? Well, so my sisters told me it just felt very muddled for a long, like kind of muddied for a long time. Cause I was like, I'm gay. I have a chosen family of people that are not my biological family or my family of origin. I love my sisters. Now they, ha now I know they have all this guilt that they are carrying around. Um, and also like, I don't want to tell my mom cause I know she's just going to get mad at me for some, like somehow it's going to turn mm -hmm. into her being mad at me. And I just, so it, I was, it was muddled for a long time until I finally, I hit a rock bottom in my personal life where my partner left me and replaced me in our band with her mistress. And it was this whole drama. thing. Right? It was oh. drama. And it was like the kind of thing where at the moment I had been like my chosen family. And then like that had all just kind of broken away and I felt so betrayed and like I had nothing left to lose. So then I finally was like, mom, I'm gay. Who's my dad? And then she, give or take. Double. <laughs> Another two for one deal, just like the psychic. I know. We're getting a lot of uh, bogos. Bogos. <laughs> so I told, my, I told my mom and she got, you know, mad. And then she spun it and was like, I was trying to protect you. I was just doing it to protect you. Um, like she was the hero. And then I don't know. Interesting that a car alarm is going off. <laughs> I know. Now it's stopped. Uh, that's, okay. That could be like, that's like um, the producer that's like, frow, frow, frow. <laughs> <laughs> like nature's my produce, the producer here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, then I, you know, I don't want to give away anything from the podcast, but it took me a long time to find him. I was like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. find him. He's a scumbag. He was a scoundrel. He was a con man. And so, like, what's, what's the use of a dad anyway? I don't even know. Family already feels pretty fraught. I don't know if I want to find this person, but I got mm -hmm. a contract to write a book about it. And so by the end of, for the book, for the sake of art, for the sake of the book, of course, like, anything for art. Yeah. For my art, not for me. I was no. like, I'll just look one last time. Cause he had a very common name. It was not easy to find him. And there was all these guys with like mug shots that had done horrible things to mm -hmm. women. And I was like, Oh, great. What mm -hmm. am I going to do? go to this prison and the rapist and be like, I'm your daughter. Like, I just was like, mm. oh, geez. Um, but then I finally through Facebook tracked down somebody who I never even knew of who was my half brother. And I was like, you know, Hey, I think we, and he was like, Oh no, our dad wasn't a con man at all. Oh, he, he was a great guy. And he kept your baby picture in his wallet his oh. whole life. And it just was like this, but then that's, mm -hmm. but the podcast even like picks up from there. That's like episode one. And then we found out oh. so much more stuff oh. about wow. my family and my dad and like where my dad was, where my dad had been. It's just all oh, bonkers. Wow. Oh, well, relative fiction. It's making me think like stranger than fiction. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Like life is, it is stranger than fiction. Like the, the twists and the turns. Mm -hmm. I almost want to start, I want to start another podcast that's just other people telling me their family secrets and then mm -hmm. letting me like investigate them or help them <sighs> in some therapeutic way. That they, would be cool. Because people have been coming out of the woodwork since they listened to the podcast. And have oh, been I like, bet. Yeah. And every story is, yeah, it's stranger than fiction. It's gigantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly. Uh, wow. And you, so you talk to psychics on the show. I'm wondering, like, do you now love psychics? Do you go to them often? Or are you selective about how often you want to go? <laughs> well, I, I got so freaked out after the palm reader that it took me a while. Cause I was like, oh, I went to a psychic once and it just blew the doors off my reality. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. did she know? Did, did she say how she knew this by looking at your palm? No. But I have to tell both of you, like, 
Okay, so everything else she said, well, you know, every psychic is like putting it through their own lens, their own filter. And so she was like, you're going to marry this this older man. You're going to meet this summer, blah, blah, blah. And my friend and I were joking about how wrong she was because we were both gay and <laughs> all this stuff. And she had told my friend that my friend had this dark energy. And so we left and we were like, oh my God, she's, this lady was like such a liar. And then I was like, well, actually there was this one thing that was very true. But I mean, okay, in her defense, the person who I married to now, who I married last year, I met that summer who was older than me. Is she a man? No. <laughs> But that was true. Mm-hmm. But when we were doing the podcast, we were looking up this psychic, trying to find her. Yeah. And it turned out there was a ring of like swindling. There was like a swindling family that overtook Portland around then. And they would tell people they had a dark energy to try to get people to pay them to take the hex yeah. or whatever away. Yeah. And so if this woman is who we think it is from our research, she was not, she was like part of a, like a grifting group. Not yeah. even necessarily like a mystical thing. So the fact that she hit on these truths is even to me more remarkable. Wow. Yeah. And who knows? It could be a case of she wasn't even trying, but she was channeling. Like maybe, maybe she did have a natural gift and she was doing it for the grift. Mm. Like, yeah. That just- is a shame too. It's, it's why psychics get a bad rap. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that does happen. That mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, but I forgot to say, since then, I, I have gone, to, I go to pet psychics. Oh, uh, cool. I've had lovely moments with pet psychics. Um, my friend Jessica Lignato, who is on my podcast a lot, who's in San Francisco, who's an astrologer, psychic medium. I've had readings with her. And because I just, I like her filter. I like her mm-hmm. cap, triple Capricorn kind Ooh, of thing yes. that she puts for us very practical no bullshit, wow. no bullshit. Business. <laughs> and then we had her on the podcast just as a minor spoiler to do a seance to talk to my dad whoa um so there's a whole episode where well not the whole but most of an episode that is her conducting it well i call it a seance i don't she called it something else she's a psychic medium she talks to people on the other side amazing yeah we got the chance to go to a seance and it was crazy. What happened? <laughs> we both channeled for sure. Um, yeah, it was a wild day, Rachel. Yeah, like um, the, the, I still in my mind is blown. The Eckarts, who were previous guests on the show, channeled my oh, I relatives. Was, I was thinking of the other one. We've been oh, to two. We've been to two. <laughs> Um, it's like how many notches are in your witchy bed post of like, how many times have you gotten down with the dead? Um, wrong seance, wrong seance, wrong seance. But this one, my relatives were channeled and it was so, so, so unexpected. I really was just going to observe the seance. I was, I didn't even feel like I was, I was just going to be a fly on the wall. And then my relatives came through and I don't, have any explanation for it because I don't, I don't understand how it happened, but the information was dead on. Their names were dead on. No pun intended, man, can't even help it. <laughs> um, and the they specifics. have weird names. Yeah. And yeah. And the specific the descriptions, the or playing Catholic organ specifically, which was what they did. Like, I don't know. Wow. It's, it's so, I, you know, I, I hate when people like, you know, are like, test the psychic, make them like jump through a hoop before you believe, but, but there are those moments where, you know, you're like Rachel and I are psychic too. So like on this podcast, we've had crazy psychic moments of like calling out cards before they pop out. And like, I'm so glad we record this podcast because it's just weird shit happens of how often it happens. Like this stuff is real. Yeah. Um, well, what were you saying, Nicole, about testing, like. Oh yeah. Well, I just things like, even like with Jessica, my producer, who is the biggest skeptic, you know, who was like, it's just along for the ride with me. Who's like, a, you know, like a hard nosed gumshoe investigator, journalist person, you know, I was like, well, you can have this seance and, you know, talk to my dad through my friend who's a psychic medium. And, um, there were just things like we had interviewed so many different relatives that described my dad so many ways and like just very particular phrasing about him. And Jessica didn't know any, 
you know, there's always that, there's like that moment sometimes where I'm like, oh, maybe this person's reading my energy or they're just like an intuitive mm-hmm. counselor. But she just kept saying things that were just exactly the way he described himself, the way other people described him. Like it just, it was uncanny. It was that kind of moment of like uncanniness where you have that moment where you're like, this person couldn't know this any other way. Right. There's no way they could have known this unless they're a mind reader, which is a different thing. And they can apply all the way back to the back of my brain from where this like research lives. Unless that, well, what do you believe, Nicole? Like, how do you think they do it? I don't, I mean, I don't know that I personally, I trained a little bit in animal psychicry and animal communication. Cool. And I had a moment of disillusion where the person, I don't know what, I just had a moment where like in the training, I was seeing all these people around me that had no gift for psychic arts, but who kept giving this person hundreds and hundreds of dollars to just keep trying. Mm-hmm. Just at this moment of being like, oh man, like, and can't, and then when I take animal communication down, I was like, can't she talk to a fly? Can't she talk to a flea? Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I thinking? This person's talking to a flea. I just like got <laughs> myself in a loop about it. But it's all true. I mean, everything has a soul. Everything has a brain. Everything has a spirit. Um, but I find for me, the way I can understand it is the way I feel I started. So I I gave up on like going to talk, you know, how do you do talk to animals for other people, but I did start doing pet portraits and pet portraits of like animals, you know, who had passed and et cetera. And I felt like that was my way of animal communication was like, I can really just, I'm just like concentrating on their spirit. Uh I'm doing those things where you lose time. Yes. You know, like art, art practices or whatever you do, like that feeling of losing time and just being in the energy of this animal. Yeah. And that's how I can imagine psychics do Did it. Did you like, hear any hmm. messages that then you told the owner and they were like, wow, that's so true? I don't think it was ever particular messages. I think it was more like their essence or their energy that mm-hmm. I was able to sort of tap into. And then you know, give to them. And so then, yeah. So then they would get it and be like, Oh my God, this is exactly blah, blah, blah. It felt like an energy. It just feels like an energetic read. It just feels like whatever we all have inside of us as animals, whatever kind of like guiding star we all have that people silence or not. It's just like letting your, your mind and your spirit be open to that. Mm -hmm. And then letting it connect. In your studies in animal communication, what is kind of like one of the tricks of how to communicate with a pet? I think it is that kind of like letting your mind relax and being open to it and not doubting. I think it's quieting Mm. that critic, Mm. quieting that self-doubt and trusting that what you're hearing is is it. Mm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm Now I'm having a synchronicity because I found a dead, it was like a fly or a beetle. I'm not sure on the floor already dead. And I took a stick, a sticky note. And I was like trying to gently scoop up the body. Cause I didn't really want to touch it, but I wanted to like throw it away. And this is so weird. This was literally, I think it was this morning. So the day of recording with you and I had the thought I wonder where this fly's consciousness went to next. Whoa. As I was walking it to throw it away. And I said Were you a little stoned. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I had even smoked yet today at that time. Um, no, this is just like a this is a sober thought. Um, and I also said a little something in my mind's eye to it of like, okay, like rest easy. Cause I was just throwing it in the trash oh. and that felt ugly, but I just said like rest easy. And I have never thought about a fly's consciousness before, but you just talked about like, does this woman communicate with flies <laughs> <laughs> about the pet to t- pet psychic? When I had asked her, I was like, can you talk to flies? She's like, I just make myself very, very small. Wow. And, I, and it makes total sense. And I think at the time I was in my early twenties, I was like in this room with like all these like middle-aged straight new age people that had given this person all their money and just were like, I'm trying to talk to my dog and it's not working. I just, I just had, was in this moment of kind of disbelief where I was like, okay, but now, you know, many years later, 15 years later or something, I just can think about that time and be like, that does make sense. Oh, yeah. you, do have, you do have to make yourself very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sounds like empathy, like putting yourself in their paws or their, whatever shoes they wear, their (laughs) horseshoes. My spouse is a positive reinforcement, fear-free dog trainer. Oh, cool. And she loves to say, put yourself in their paws. Oh, Oh, really? Oh my gosh, I've never like said that before. That's so funny. (laughs) Her whole thing, I mean, and it's really, I've been vegan since I was a teenager, but it's like revolutionized my life is just to think about really putting yourself in their paws Oh. like any animal and so even I mean she'll even like she'll save a fly and put it outside and be like I'm sorry I had to chase you around so much like really it's like oh. any animal mm-hmm. I'm the same I'm vegan and I can't I don't like kill things anymore I, I and it's so fucking scary but I do catch spiders and bring them outside and it's not that I like I am scared of spiders but I also like can't kill something I don't know well, they all have their own consciousness and their own thing they're trying to do. And mm. I'm on this I'm on this wave of thinking like I am you and you are me, so I am that fly and like if I kill it, I'm killing myself. Like we, like it's maybe all one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm exploring wow. that. I'm not as compassionate as you. <laughs> I let a few slip. <laughs> I mean, I, when it, when it, when it starts causing medical harm, I have had to take intervention, like, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> but when it's like a, just like an innocent one, I try to rescue it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What is your sign, Nicole, or your signs, if you know them? I'm a Sagittarius sun sign and I have a Capricorn moon and rising. Oh, I'm a cap rising. So Sagittarius, that makes sense if you're a podcaster, because that's all about asking questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really, I feel, I feel very in tune with my Capricorn and I have a bunch of stuff in Capricorn. When you look at that drawing of your astrological chart, all my stuff is on the same side. Wow. Mm, Like, I think all of it, maybe there's one line that goes somewhere else, but everything else is like (laughs) gap and that's earth and you're vegan. That makes sense with what we're talking about and all the pet connections. Mm-hmm. so do you know about you fam- have- familiars i was gonna say in the witchy world Ooh. oh like a witch's a witch's animal that is yes. like their their spirit sort yeah, of yeah they're like sort of psychic and- connection to an animal yeah mm-hmm. well my my familiars over here, oh! come here, come here. I love getting see. familiar <laughs> oh, she's, stretched. she's got a stretch hold on come here. of course of course <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Ponyo. I mean, I think of her as that. I don't know if she thinks of me as that. She's Hi, gorgeous. Oh, thanks. You winking at me. She's winking at you. She's oh. sustaining a wink at you. <laughs> Love it. But she has a magical eye. Yeah. What's the story there? She just went blind. Her retinas detached at a young age. And then one of them went blind and she kept running into stuff. So it just was just Aww. like painful all the time. So it, and at a certain point I asked the vet, I was like, is this just cosmetic? Is that what's happened? Is that what we're doing here is we're just mm-hmm. keeping this cosmetic thing going so that it looks like she has two eyes. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, it's just cosmetic. And I was like, get rid of it. Get rid yeah. of it. <sighs> but I think the thing, I think the thing of, um, gosh, like, I think like the more I'm in spiritual programs or whatever therapy things where I get to have more, where I get to actually be in my body and have more feelings about things and have more compassion mm. for myself, the easier it is for me to have compassion for other creatures and then to connect with them. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And animal instinct, the body is our, the body is so much more evolved than the brain. Like the prefrontal cortex is so new in the scheme of like evolution. It's like, oh, trust your fucking body, trust your animal instincts, because that's where the like more evolved wisdom is. Mm. I think that's a thing from my family story that I, that was so hard. Cause growing up, I just was growing up the way I did with the person who raised me was just like saying no to those instincts or like having a feeling and being like that feeling's inconvenient. So you need to like dry it up, you know, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I, and you know, and then having these lies exist around me, like huge lies exist around me that had to be kept up all the time. You feel that in your body and like knowing that something isn't true or that something's afoot, but no one's telling you and there's nothing to do. And then it's just like, it's learning to, 
separate from your intuition in a way or quiet it or stuff it. And so it was almost like that moment in time when I realized all of this stuff and all the walls started crashing down of what I had believed about my family. I had to start trusting Mm. myself. Yes. And I had to like, I mean, I'm still working to not just be a brain in a jar and like actually like when my animal body's telling me something not to be like, no, no, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to think that it's in it's like inappropriate or it's inconvenient right now or Mm. it's not good manners. Right. Right. Cause your instincts were right all along. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. 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 Do you have psychic moments yourself? that I do you know it's hard because I also have to like parse out what's anxiety and what's a psychic moment because I used to have these moments like leaving my dog where I'd be like the house is gonna burn down (laughs) I'm having a premonition the house is gonna burn down and I was like it's not a premonition you're just anxious yep Mm -hmm. but I, I mean I do have moments you know where I have particular dreams you know of something happening and then you know the person's like oh it's funny you should say that artist you know like that kind of thing where then you call them and they're like oh somebody out of the blue who I haven't talked to in years and like oh I was just thinking of you oh yes this thing just happened yeah that's like the thing I dreamt about or um that kind of thing mm-hmm. those kind of or just like sometimes the intuitive sense of what's gonna happen in a situation that ends yes. up being what happens in the situation so, and do you, have you started to fine tune at all in your practice of working with your intuition? Like, um, because when it's okay to believe the scary intuition, mm. that's something I'm working on. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a little bit of like, yeah, it's like parsing out, like which of the scary, you know, if I'm like, this isn't going to work out or like this, like, like we went the other day, we went to my friend, my friend was having a birthday party, like way in the mountains at a lake. And I just had this sense where I was like, let me have to sleep here. I don't even know if we're going to make it there. Like something's in it. I just had to kind of act as if and be like, okay. So I know that I know that I'm having that feeling that something is going to go awry. And then truly something went awry. We ended up going down this dirt road that Google maps told us to go down that went to nowhere. And there was like tons of potholes. And if we had taken my car, I would have gotten a flat tire. But at the last minute I decided to listen to my, but it's like those kind of things. I'm like, okay, like I can like understand that I'm thinking this thing. I'm feeling this thing. I'm going to just, you know, keep one foot in front of the other and trust I'll be okay no matter what. And it doesn't, I don't need to make a rash decision based on that. I just need to like do the next right thing. And um, yes, I don't know if that makes I'm sense. I'm understanding yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But it's like that kind of thing where it's like, I have a feeling this project isn't going to work out, but yes. all that's in my control right now, I make like a chart every day or like a little worksheet for myself. And one of the things like what's in my control, what's out of my control. Okay. I at this that. point, at this point, I literally have to get up because throughout this entire podcast, you keep saying things that I just wrote on a sticky note in the other room. So I'm just going to go get them now because yeah. like you've now hit all three. Okay, so great. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh shit. Baby, there is nothing better than taking care of your mind, your soul, and doing the work of therapy. That's why we're so excited to be partners with BetterHelp. They offer online therapy with real, actual, licensed therapists. Yeah, and if you want to get more in touch with your animal instincts and your intuition, you have to get your head right. You got to work on that mental health. So we are so in support of BetterHelp and the fact that they are the OG place for online, fully licensed therapists. Again, that's online. So whenever and wherever you are, BetterHelp is here to help you. And we're here to help you with a witchy discount. You can get 10% off your first month by using our code BASICWITCHES at checkout. Go to betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. That's betterhelp.com slash basicwitches for 10% off your first month. Oh, get after it and get on with this episode. It's like one of those things where I'm just like, okay, well, I'm having this feeling that this is going to happen, but it's all that's in my control is taking the right car in case something mm-hmm. weird happens. That's not a Prius. Taking the four wheel drive car, packing enough snacks, having a backup plan and just 
here we go ladies wow okay and to everyone on patreon like who can like rewind and watch this let the fucking record show like you will see all the things she said that are written down okay so you were talking about trusting yourself and giving yourself compassion that's this one forgive yourself and give yourself compassion that is all thanks okay the one you just said this is for an email I'm going to send out. It's more about allowing than anything. List out what you can slash can't control. <laughs> because I'm going to teach people that exercise. Same exact one. Okay. The next one, <laughs> the third, the body is instinct slash desire more fine-tuned than the very young new mind. Ooh. Well, Which, we, like, hit, we hit all the marks. You were the one who brought up getting in your body and trusting your instincts. Like- Okay. Wow. Wow. Anyways, you're speaking my language literally like this whole time. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, it's like you would just apply that. Like, I mean, I'm very impressed that these were all written, just like stuck around your house. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm not very psychic, but here's what we're going to talk about. Um, but I say, it's just like, it's just like, okay, what's in my control? Like just being prepared, showing up, doing my best work. Like I have a feeling a project isn't actually going to pan out, but it's happening today. And all I can do today is show up and do my best work and then mm. let go of the results or love see what that happens. also I have to bring this yeah. up again I have been seeing orbs the whole time so I'm curious do you have angels or spirits or goddesses or any guidance that you feel like you're protected by or that like constantly follows you I don't know I I know that I've had moments where my deceased grandmother I felt like she visited me after she died in the form of like a hummingbird, uh, like the morning I found out she died, I was, I like parked in a, just like a barren shitty target parking lot in the middle of the suburban sprawl to just sit in a hummingbird. That's not a hummingbird's place. There's no flower. Yeah. It's like shitty. <laughs> yeah. And just like landed on this like barren little tree in front of my car and just stay, a hummingbird wow. just landed and stayed there staring at me for like 20 minutes. And I felt, and then I told somebody like, that was her special animal was this hummingbird. And I've had a friend before do a space clearing of a house. And she told me I had some kind of like a, a large white goose protecting me. And I grew up with like a guardian angel picture. Okay. So, I, you know, all these things I've heard or sometimes experienced or Amazing. felt. Yeah, it feels, it feels protective and beautiful. Not at all like dark. I'm not trying to grift you or swindle you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to keep coming back on this show and you have to give us money. (laughs) You're like, there's, there's three good fairies, but one very bad one. And we have the spray. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So what do you make of time? Cause I feel like that's been weird lately Mm. for a lot of us, especially with the pandemic and everything. Gosh. What do I make of time? What are your thoughts? Well, you did talk about how losing time when you're creating and how that's kind of when you're tapped in. And I think you're really onto something with that for sure. I think I, I've been thinking about it more. I've been very mobile during the pandemic. I got, I lived in, I was living in LA. I got married to someone in Portland. So we've been going back and forth between Portland and LA and I've really been valuing those times when I'm just can be in my practice or in my studio or writing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to adapt what came up in this podcast into a second book and just like really valuing those times where I can like go to my studio, be alone in my studio, have the headspace to like do those things where I lose time, where I feel like I'm, I'm also leading all these writing workshops for my students, which are basically like them kind of tapping into their reptile brain or whatever the back of mind the part that like you don't let, you don't let in when there's no quiet in your mind. And so I'm like, every day I'm leading my students through these writing exercises where they have to kind of quantum leap or time travel back into an image and kind of talk about what's around it and use that as a prompt. And I'm so jealous because I just wish I wasn't the one in charge of it (laughs) so that I could be doing it too. Because every time I do that, it's just a practice of like getting into that space and letting yourself lose time Mm. for like 20 minutes yeah a day Mm. and I think you know and 
I know like before pandemic, I had read that book, how to break up with your phone. Ooh. And I was really like excelling at it. Or I like was doing good. I was like leaving the house without my phone and like sleeping with it in a different room and all this stuff. And then pandemic happened. And then I like renewed my yeah. vows. My phone. <laughs> and, but I just, I feel like right now I'm trying as much as I can to do the things that make me feel embodied. So I can kind of come out of that. I'm like, you don't need to be a brain in a jar mm. anymore. You don't need to like yeah. live through seeing your friends this way. I haven't heard of that book. I want to read so, that. Yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> Oh, well, gosh, I can't remember the name of the author. It, she wrote an article for the New York Times that was about this. And she did this whole book. And it, it says the things that we, that we, you know, maybe are more commonly known now, like how, you know, the people that make apps or whatever things on your phone are just using the same mental strategies or psychological strategies as people that do mm -hmm. slot machines. Yes. And so it's that kind of intermittent, um, intermittent reward where it's like, Oh, you know, every third time you check Instagram, it will show you, you have a comment or like whatever thing so that your brain gets, your brain literally gets addicted. It's not like a mind over matter thing. It's your brain is addicted to that feeling of like, I got to try again. What's going to happen now? I want to try again. And um, it's basically just like, where's your focus and how do you want to mm. spend your time? And I, I mean, for me as an artist and a writer, I heard an artist say the iPhone is the enemy of the artist because yeah. it doesn't allow your brain the space to be oh, bored yeah. ever because you're always filling it. You know, you're always filling that time that in the past would have been time where you're bored and then you have the space for like mm -hmm. ideas to come in. Like when people are like, I had an idea in the shower or whatever. Yes. Now I feel like if I want to, I could just spend a day and like, I listen to a podcast in the shower then I check whatever thing, email or Instagram and I get out of the shower. I'm listening to more podcasts. Like I just could be, my brain could be mm. like occupied all day long and it doesn't leave yeah. space. And as an artist, those. tell me if you agree, like I hate the word content and that it's all being called content now because yes. it's like, I'm an artist. I've always been an artist, not, this is not content. It's not to be consumed, it's to move and inspire. And it just feels so bland and blase and like sucked of all the empathy and love that it actually takes to make art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it also is, it's like reducing everything down Yikes. to just like a picture of leggings. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, like there's like content that's like somebody who's like, I want to sell these mm -hmm. Lululemon leggings. Look at this picture. And then, but then people can take that in the same amount of time as they can, like your right. painting yeah, like or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have to really, I have to really like try to, um, like unwedge myself from a kind of compare and despair mm -hmm. sort of thing of like going through Instagram and be like, Oh, look, this person's doing comics every day. And just understand like my comics are long form. They take longer to bake. They're made for different. Some things I do will be for the internet. Some mm. things I do won't. But yeah. yeah how yeah. long have you been making comics? I've been making, I mean, I've been drawing ever since I was a little kid and I could, I could <laughs> hold a pen or a crayon. Wow. Um, but I've been publishing my own comics and zines like 25 years like wow. since I was a teenager I've been publishing my own comics and zines and then Calling Dr. Laura came out in 2013 which is why a lot's so. happened since then mm -hmm. and then I have a book called Fetch How a Bad Dog Brought Me Home that came out in 2018. Oh, oh my gosh oh. that's I, where I refer to my dog Beja as my familiar. Oh nice 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 okay very cool do you guys feel like back to the art subject with apps and stuff like the difference of going in person to an art museum versus scrollability mm. like is that it is that part of it of why it's so devalued like i mean for me i think there's there's energy humans have energy to share mm. with each other so i think even like if you when like that feeling like when you finish reading a book and like, it's almost like a thing that's alive where you just have this thing. And like, you just can kind of feel the feeling of how it felt to read that book when yeah. you touch it. Like when you're looking through your bookshelf and you're like, oh, remember this book? Like, even if you don't have time to reread it, then you kind of can feel yeah. that feeling. Yeah. I think that art and like human lines and like seeing that humans have touched something, there's something so valuable energetically about totally. that. Yeah. But with digital, we don't get that right? Like, no, it, I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah. But like, we're moving more and more digital. How do you see the future right now? 
both of you. Like the future for art and the future of like that feeling you're talking about. People will still be consuming it in both. I do think there's an, a counterculture, which is a good thing. People, especially because the pandemic, people are craving more human interaction. So I definitely don't think it's going to go all the way away, but we are already and already have been being influenced by digital culture for like as long as I can remember. Hmm. I think that need, that need to connect will mm -hmm. always be there. I mean, I've said, people have asked me before, like, what do you think will happen to books? Mm. As an example, just as an author, I'm like, well, I think that the future of books, at least at a certain point is like the fetishization of books. Like the more, the more that digital stuff happens, people can get information like that. The more books being like a one of a kind or like very fanciful, delightful, tactile experience. I think that that's going to save mm -hmm. books. That's true. That's like a McSweeney's kind of just like, okay, well, these ones have like this fancy paper with this really nice kind of beveled edge, or these ones have this thing that looks almost mm -hmm. hand painted. Or I think that kind of thing that people can still get that hit of like, Ooh, I feel something. Yeah. In, in real life, mm -hmm. in the physical form. Mm. Well, I gotta say I'm in the dating world right now and I feel like I am in a video game of like the digital. It feels like the apps, the dating apps are, are a bar and you're like out at the bar in the digital app wow. and like, are you, um, what I'm dealing with a lot is women who are straight but curious, not, not queer by, that's my current frustration where I'm currently living, but I'm like, okay, hey, are we like talking? And then I give you my number and we move over to a different room, which is yeah. my text messages. A little more private, VIP. Home. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's like basically like inviting you <laughs> over, but then all of that isn't mm. even getting to the in-person real life transition. <sighs> That's so hard. So weird too, it's so <sighs> weird, like, it's still very new, but it's the norm. It's hundred percent. I remember the norm. that feeling, and that is why I also hated online dating. Yeah. It's it's like, but then also like, you know, like so you could talk to somebody for so long on there, and then uh -huh. nothing could come of it. Yes. And so later, you're like, why did I spend so mm -hmm. much time like appraising this person of my movements for like two weeks, telling them like what's up, you know, what's go having this conversation, etc. And then like, actually we, we are not, we are, we're not mm -hmm. meant to have met like, yeah, for whatever reason, or you you meet them in person. Right. You're like, hmm. It's like, I would have you're never like, oh. hung out with you if I met you at a bar. Yes. Oh. Or I would not want to spend like two right. weeks texting you. Right. And then it's like weird because it, I feel like in sci-fi movies, they depict that kind of a future where it feels like you're in the suit mm. and you're walking around in your avatar and you're looking, but d dating apps are not that, but at the same time, it's essentially that in my head. Cause in my head, we're walking around together and we're having these conversations. I wonder then if it's, if it's best to just meet people as soon as possible. That is, that's my approach. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, that's good advice for anyone else out there. Establish that like early that like being in person is that's the priority. Yeah. Cause also then like back to your body, like you have these like pheromones and animal senses, like things that you're right. not even aware of that are telling you, yeah. If like a person like smells good to you, or if like, you're supposed right. to, I don't want to say supposed to mate with them, but you know what I mean? Like those yeah. things that your body, yeah. that you're not even in charge of that. Your body's like, yes, that's yes. keep talking to them. Yes, truly, Holy. truly. So your first oh, message has gosh. to be, what's your address? I'm coming over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play cool, play cool. <laughs> we have to meet in person. Oh my gosh. Well, Nicole, have you, ever, have you ever had your cards read or a card reading, tarot reading? Well, palm reading, obviously. Palm reading, of course. Oh, I have had my tarot cards read. Um, I've had them read. How did that go? When I've that? had readings with Jessica and Yato, she's done a combo of astrology and tarot cards. And mm. then um, my friend Michelle T reads tarot cards and I've had her do my cards before. Nice. Cool. Okay. Very cool. What are you thinking? Well, well Leah, do we you have a love to give you a reading? Yeah, actually I was feeling this beyond Lemuria. Ooh. Oracle deck. 
kind of yeah. trippy. I just felt like I love she it. was calling. So Nicole, did you have something in mind, Rachel? Oh no, that's great. I love that. Um, okay. Nicole, do you have anything on your heart or mind that needs guidance? It can be specific or general. Well, I kind of, I mean, I, I kind of just have a lot of work questions or like, how do we do this by thing? So I have two, mm. you know, I have two questions that are just constantly kind of like, oh, it's like, what's going to happen with work? Like, what's going to mm. happen with projects that I want to do, projects that are in motion or maybe stalled? Like, what's going to happen with work? What does the work forecast seem like? Or what, what, how, how do we do this bicidial thing? Like, and is bicidial meaning two cities? Yeah. Okay. It's like, we've been in Portland. We've been in LA. My partner and her dogs are too much for my LA apartment. And yet I love my LA apartment. Yeah. So everywhere we go, we've been subletting bigger places with yards. <laughs> I don't know. Is that specific okay. enough? That is great. Okay. That's yeah, great. No, that's We're definitely going to get an that's answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm already feeling like this is going to be a two card pull. So let's take a breath and see what comes through. I'm going to get out my notebook. like an amoeba a green like dancing amoeba oh. something was very sciencey hmm. which is a very silly image i don't know why that like came <laughs> to mind i like that okay okay here we go okay first card new blueprints <clears throat> oh okay, blueprints so housing okay go ahead <laughs> it's oh wow yeah it's very blue it seems like there's like an alien bug goddess it seems in the middle of this card and then a butterfly underneath it and what looks like almost like a vulva or very vaginal a lotus is opening up and then there's like this um wave of like wavelengths looks like radio frequency mm. hello podcasting mm. Um, and then flames coming out of it and a star in the middle at mm. the top. Cool. So okay. I'll read this. New blueprints. Powerful, meaningful change starts with you today. Despite our desire for change, we can be overwhelmed by all that is going on and making a positive impact can seem impossible. We have more of a voice than we realize. This card inspires action, no matter how small, that will create a ripple of light in the world. You are part of a bigger picture, a greater story, and your actions, your choices, your presence are making a difference. Mm -hmm. You have more power than you realize. That's so important that they like stressed it twice. Focus on what you can do and do it well. On what you change, can. change takes time. So make plans and start now. That's like what you were saying. This is awesome. So affirmative. Yes. Well, this is good too because okay. the pod, you know, the podcast came out, but you know, podcasting is just like throwing something into the void and being because everybody experiences it solo. It's not like there's a crowd of people mm -hmm. you're doing your podcast in front of usually. Um, so even hearing this as, as it applies to work things too, is really helpful to know that even if it feels okay. like I'm like, what am I doing? It's like a ripple that's doing. Yes. And those really did look like sound waves. Yeah. <laughs> and I talked about your did. voice. Okay. And this is crazy. The other second card I pulled is called the sound of the universe. <gasps> okay. So again, or Nicole, would you like to describe okay, this card? It's a feminine looking person towards the bottom. And there's all these, um, I don't know what you would call these kind of like magical triangles underneath her and her hair is flowing out. And there's like these um, kind of cosmic looking rays coming out of her and little stars, almost like chevrons or like Star Trek 
um, shapes, but I think I think of them as like stars, like intergalactic things, just like shooting out from her, universal and huge. And then again, like the other one, there's kind of like a glowing diamond thing uh-huh. towards the top, like coming out of her head. And the other one has yeah. that too, but the other one is blue in hue. And this one is very orange and warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, cannot Both wait to hear fiery. this. Okay. <laughs> okay. This card signifies those pivotal moments that transcend belief, remind us of a greater reality and influence us so that life will never be the same again. It symbolizes the sound of the universe. Having your world shaken up even a little can invite a closer glimpse of the great mystery of life. There are myriad ways to peek behind the veil of the mundane. Ecstatic dance, spiritual exploration, and creative pursuits are just a few. Aim to imbue this awareness in your everyday existence so you can avoid the sudden wake-up calls. Listen for the hidden music, harmony, and wonder of your multidimensional world. Cool. I mean, <laughs> about your world getting shaken up. Yeah. Yeah. You've felt that and before. Sound. Both of them were about sound, which is a podcast and using mm-hmm. your voice and like doing your best. This also talked about dancing, which you mentioned in embodiment and being in person. Like this is all very affirmative that you're on oh, the right yay. track. Hold on, I'm taking notes, which is not great. Mm-hmm. Not great it. for listeners. That's the Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Capricorn. Um, These are great. Thank you. Both of these, I felt like really resonated. They really did hit. Amazing. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel a little spiritually alive. Nice. Nice. A little spiritually alive and excited. Yes. Yes. Good. I mean, these are good. Yeah. The the podcast thing or just like any projects I've been doing, I've been having this kind of stalled out feeling of just like nothing's worth anything. What am I, Mm. what am I doing? Um, This is very affirmative and nice to hear. Yes. And then, you know, I do think like having the opportunity to come back to Portland with my spouse after moving from here to LA is a really, it's really helpful in the I don't know how to describe it, but like those like pivotal moments are just kind of like listening and like giving myself the opportunity to see mm-hmm. that life can break open and be bigger. That's kind of what I get to do <gasps> going back and forth. Wow. Love that. Do you do, you do music in any way or does your she spouse does music. do music? Oh, right. And you at one point were in a yes, band. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I have done okay. music. Amazing. And we okay. do enjoy singing together. Oh, oh, love that. Did you, do you harmonize together? I'm not good at harmonizing. She always tries okay. and then I get freaked out and stops. I'll, I'll be like, <laughs> I just can't. I have such a hard yeah. time. My instinct is just to meet the other person wherever they're at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody else tries to sing along with me in a harmony, I'm like, oh, what that's happened? so funny. That's, that's me and my boyfriend. But I'm the one that can harmonize, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one with your hand over your ear. Yeah, I'm like, no, stay, stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad that resonated. No surprise. Great, great polls. Um, this was Thank a psychic fucking episode. Yeah. I'm just seeing the little sticky notes again, like, what the fuck? Same yeah. wavelength. Um if people want to hear your wavelengths, where should they find you? You can find Relative Fiction wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole J. Georges, or my website is also that. And you can find, you can just Google my name to find my books. Um, I have a Patreon page. It's all under the same name. It's all Nicole J. Georges. And you can, if you go to Instagram, you can get go to my link tree, which has every single thing, including my chat podcast, Sagittarian Matters. Very cool. And in closing, a basic blessing from each of us. This is something we're grateful for today. Any of us can start. I'm, oh, go ahead. No, you start. Yeah, please. Okay, I'm going to sound like a 14 year old boy. I'm grateful for weed and video games. (laughs) Love it. I'm grateful for 
good weather in Portland. And then I got to just walk to the grocery store. I just got to walk to the grocery store with my spouse and then make this breakfast. And I'm grateful that me and the dogs are healthy right now. And I'm grateful for turkey tail mushrooms. I just started taking turkey tail and it's really rocking my world. Oh, nice. We had a mushroom expert on and I remember her saying some stuff about turkey tail. I wanted to listen to that episode. I saw it in your your recent archives. It's fascinating. You would love it. She's a scientist and she just, oh, she could talk about mushrooms the whole time. It was amazing. They're incredible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. What am I going to choose today? There's so many, but the loudest one that I'm grateful for right now is um, the privilege that I was born into in the birth lottery of being a white woman. Um, I'm grateful and not taking that for granted right now. Mm. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a delight and a really unexpected psychic afternoon. Oh,